Hello, God loves you. Thank you for tuning in to the Almost a Wife podcast. I would love to hear your feedback, losses, and successes on my social media outlets so I can connect with you. Visit me on Instagram at almost.awife. And don't forget to connect with me on Facebook at Almost a Wife. And by the way, I'm also on YouTube by searching Almost a Wife Podcast. Remember, God loves you and so do I. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you again for joining me for another episode of Almost a Wife, But It's Still Possible. I'm your host, Dimitri Farr, and today I have a very, very special treat for you. I have a special guest. I have with me Elder Paula Ennis, who will be talking to us today about grief and the steps of grief and how we can process through grief a little bit better. And I'm just super excited for having her. She is an author. She is just a profound woman of God who has been very, very integral in my life. And I'm super happy to have her to join me today. So hello, Elder Ennis. How are you, Elder Paula? Well, I am well, and it is an honor to be with you today. Thank you so much again for taking this call and, and working with me to bring forth this information to help everyone. Um, so I did want to so thank you. So I wanted to kind of like go into, we, if you don't mind, we can kind of jump right in about talking about just, you know, grief. And first, what is grief? If we can talk about that. And, um, and how there are different ways that we can handle that. Okay, well, um, grief is really our natural response to loss of someone. And a lot of people think of grief as loss of a, loss of a loved one or somebody you knew or a friend. But grief can be a loss of an animal. Mm. Um, it can be loss of a job. It can be a divorce. It can be an empty nester or even retirement mm. um, can bring on I will call it a spirit of grief. Yeah, I think I think about that too. It's so any type of loss that we've had that has been in our life for a long period of time, possibly. Right, or anything that we were really, really close, close to. to. Because oftentimes when we get, say for instance, I had a pet and I didn't have the pet, but for, you know, maybe two months and the pet got run over in the street. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes grief creeps in because that's my coping mechanism. Mm, I see. With that process. Got yeah. you. Yeah. Got you. Okay, that makes sense. I appreciate that, the breaking it down for us. So with that, um, what are the steps of grief that we commonly go through? Okay, let's start with um, the first step. The first step is denial. Mm. Um, often, when I remember when my mother passed, and my mother and I were so close as most, most mothers and children are, mm-hmm. and she had been very, very, very sick, but I just wasn't ready to let her go. Mm. And I remember when she passed, one of the first things I noticed is I became numb. Mm. I mean, I know I was in shock, but I became numb even before denial, because that's what happens mm-hmm. when when you first hear about or experience the loss, whatever yeah. the loss might be. And what happens is because of our, you know, being human beings, we have to do something to get through that initial stage because oftentimes we're planning funerals or 
you know, we're calling family and letting people know. Right. We have to get clothes ready for, you know, someone that passed. There's so many things that we have to take, so many actions that we have to take that numbness is kind of a normal reaction. Mm -hmm. And I can, you know, once I acknowledge it and get through it, then, you know, I can move on to the next step. Got you. And that's so profound because even for myself, I've found that I understand that because, you know, I've talked about it before the passing of my soon to be fiance, CJ. I had some of those shocking moments. You know, I have another question, though, about steps, the steps of grief. Do they do they actually go in a certain order or this is just what people kind of go through? You know what? These steps are kind of in order, but I'll talk about that when we get through the steps. Perfect. Because often, well, I don't want to get ahead of, of us. Okay, I no problem. I want to make sure I, I'm really thorough in talking about these, and then I'm going to tell you what happens at the end. Sounds the good. So what's our next step? Our next step is bargaining. Okay. Um, just persistent thoughts. Once, once, you know, let's just talk about a burial. We'll stick with that. Once the person, the funeral is over and everything, we have to be really, really, really careful about the thoughts. Mm. I can use myself, for example, with my mom. Um, I didn't really understand what was going on, but I had a business and I didn't really have a lot of time to grieve. Yeah. We had to get through the funeral and I had to get right back to work because I had 42 employees. Mm. I just didn't have time to go uh, shut the door and grieve. Mm -hmm. But what happened is, and this is a thing that was really kind of profound for me, there were thoughts, just persistent mm. thoughts about the loss. And I would pick up the phone sometime and call her because I just didn't remember that she was gone. And we have to be so careful about not being preoccupied mm. with these thoughts because in our mind, everything starts with a thought. Yeah. And if this stage isn't properly resolved, and I'm gonna say that again, this stage, if it's not properly resolved, intense feelings of guilt can interfere with the healing process. Mm, that's good. That's really good. Yeah. Okay. So, and then what would be our next step after bargaining? Okay. After bargaining, our next step um, comes with depression. Mm. And boy, oh boy, I tell you what, you know, depression can really, really, really take over. And I have seen people that have lost children mm. and that I've ministered to and their rooms have been the same for five years. They will not change anything in that room. Mm. They will not move on. I've seen people who have lost loved ones or parents and they're still going through extreme grief. Mm. And I mean, depression where, you know, I'm ministering to them and talking to them and they can't stop crying. Mm. And so, yeah. So the stage of depression you know, we have to really, really, really be cognizant of the signs. Mm. If I'm depressed, what are the signs? And I see a lot of people sleeping mm -hmm. or, you know, their appetites change. Either they're overeating or undereating. Mm. They don't have any energy. They're extremely lethargic and tired all the time. And one of the biggest ones I see is these crying spells. Yeah. Um, just constant excessive crying. Mm. And also loneliness and emptiness because, you know, 
they've lost a loved one, but we have to be very careful too, isolating ourselves mm -hmm. and getting caught up in self-pity. Woe is me yeah. thinking I'm the only one that this has ever happened to. Yeah. And these are really good right. steps because I found that um, I've, I've gone through all of these, you know, and right. I, and I, right. and I, and from what I'm understanding too, sometimes there just may be different spouts that you go through as well. It just may not be consistent. It could just be, you know, you may have your cries, but it may not last long. It doesn't necessarily mean you're in a, in depression. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. That's correct. Okay. That is absolutely correct. You just have to be cognizant is it consistent? And then mm. how long? You know, they say there's no limit in grieving in the time that a person grieves. Yes, ma'am. But I think I think oftentimes it's unhealthy to grieve too long. I agree. Because of the steps I just talked about. And we're not even finished with the five top steps. Yeah. We're not finished with that. Yeah. Right. Yes, ma'am. I agree. What's well, so go on to the next one then? What's our next step? Okay, our next one is anger. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we really get angry because we feel like we've been abandoned yeah. by the one who's, who's passed. We can get angry with God. Mm. We can curse. I'm these are real. Mm -hmm. Cursing God. You know, how dare you take my loved one, my husband, my wife, my mother, my father, my child. Mm. How dare you? Mm. And, you know. When we get angry at God, we we really, you know, have to pull back or get some help because he's the only one that's really going to help us through this in the first place. And people get angry at God and they never really come out of that. Yeah, it really affects their walk. It affects their faith. It affects their joy. It affects so many things. And it's almost like being in a parked car. You can never drive that parked car if you don't have the key. You're staying, you're right there, parked. Yes, ma'am. I definitely you understand. Ever, you don't ever want to get caught up that way. Yeah, that's really good. I completely, um, I understand and can relate. Right. And so then, then one of the last steps is acceptance. And this is when you're able to come to terms with various feelings and accept the fact that the loss has occurred. I'm going to tell you how I came to terms with mine. I told you I didn't have a lot of time after my mom passed to grieve because mm -hmm. I had a business to run. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was walking around like literally like a zombie. I knew I had to put one foot in front of the other. I knew there were things that I absolutely had to do, but I had I had compartmentalized a lot of things. Mm. And about six months later, I remember being in the shower mm. and um, I saw, I literally saw like the cloud lifted. I had been walking around in a fog for about six months and in the shower, the cloud lifted and the Holy Spirit said the, he the healing has begun. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And that was, that was really something because I just didn't even realize it. Yeah. I did not realize it. Yeah. That's so true. you asked me about the processes and, and how they work. Oftentimes, you know, I talked about the five processes, but you may go from one to five and then go back to three. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or you may go one through five and think you've made it through and a red flag goes up or, you know, a thought or you see something or go to a restaurant that you frequented or, you know, the holidays, and you go right back into potentially depression. Yeah. Or denial. Yeah. So.
you have to, you know, just be cognizant of that. That makes perfect sense. And so, like you said, there really isn't, it may be an order, as you say, but it, you could go and revisit some of those steps again, depending on what triggers may occur. Because I know for me, cool. I've, I've experienced a couple of triggers even since he has passed, like maybe restaurants we've gone to or just going to the grocery store and, and picking up right. things that I purchased for him or he's purchased for me could, you know, cause that memory and trigger mm-hmm. and, and, and start that the emotion all over again. So I, I definitely understand right. that. Even a song. I mean, songs are real triggers. <laughs> oh. You know, it could have been your favorite song or whatever the case might be. But, you know, it's always good to be to be cognizant because I truly believe the enemy will use any little crack or open door he can to try to run roughshod over our lives and try to get us, you know, focused on something else so that we cannot be focused on God. And this is one of the main, main, main obstacles right here. That's good. That's so good. So even with that, and I'm so glad that you wanted to highlight what are ways that we can kind of move past it. So what are some tips for really dealing with grief? How can we process through what what are some ways that we can um, do that? Okay. And I will say there's no simple formula, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to give you some tips and I'm not going to spend a ton of time on them, but I will give you some tips that, that you can use to process through. And the first thing is accept the fact that loneliness is completely normal. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're losing somebody that has been part of your life. And again, you know, it could have been somebody you've been with a year or somebody that is like your mother that has been around all your life. You know, and the best way to get through the loneliness is surround yourself with people that support you, that you can talk to, mm-hmm. that you can be transparent with, and let you move through the process at your own pace and not tell you what you need to do and give you instruction based on what they think they know, because they really don't. So just surround yourself with people that truly love you and support you and that you can talk to or maybe even cry with and just be transparent. Yeah, that is the best tip, I think, because I have found myself that I had that great support system. Thank God, you know, I have my mother and and things of that nature, but I also have my good girlfriends that have definitely been there for me. So I, I that is so true to have those loved ones that are there for you. Right. And the second thing is, I say choose good company, but that's, again, your friends, old and new, because there's people that have gone through the same thing you have gone through. Mm -hmm. And you never want to feel like you're alone. You just need company. And sometimes it could be somebody just sitting there and you're not saying anything. You just need them around. Yeah. Yeah. And be gentle with yourself. Don't Mm -hmm. try to judge yourself for not doing better or keeping it all together and You know, I was talking to somebody um, yesterday. I ministered with her for two and a half hours Mm. and she had sunglasses on because she didn't want me to see how often she was crying. But little did she know she'd keep wiping those tears. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's like, stop it. (laughs) But be gentle with yourself. Don't judge yourself. It will get easier as time goes by. But we we all have different ways that we grieve. Yeah, that's good, too. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. And then start moving. Um, You know, oftentimes when we lose a loved one, I I was ministering with a young lady a couple of years ago and she actually lost her job because she shut herself in her house Mm. and she was depressed to the point of almost suicide. Thank God, Mm. you know, we got together. Somebody, one of her best friends recommended her and said, I want you to start talking to Elder Ennis. Mm. 
Hmm. Just start, just give her some time and, and spend some time with her. And we ended up spending almost a year together and it was wow. great. And she was going to a professional as well. Mm-hmm. And she's doing great now. I just had a baby and getting ready to get married. Oh, good for her. <laughs> good for her. Yeah. So it's, hey, it's kind of reversed, you know, but hey, I'm happy for her. That's I am really awesome. happy for her. Yeah. You know, and the other thing is rest because this can be so incredibly exhausting Mm. why is it so exhausting because it's so emotional yeah oh my gosh it is so emotional and with that emotional pull it causes you to be tired so it's like you really have to say i'm feeling tired but you don't want to go to sleep for hours and hours and hours and hours where it's just unhealthy you want to get rest and you probably need more rest than usual but then you want to get up and start moving and start setting some kind of schedule for yourself mm. or some kind of goals for yourself so that once you you know get to the point where you feel like getting out you start walking more try some exercises or you know and make sure that you do have that schedule because then you can kind of monitor what's going on in your in your you know emotions and in your life versus saying you know, I'm just going to go to sleep. And it helps you to be mindful, mm. you know, to be mindful, be in the moment. Yeah. Don't be somewhere else all the time. Get in the moment and stay there and try to deal with it. Yeah. Because these emotions can be like the ocean. I mean, think about the ocean when it is roaring and the waves are coming up. It, it's just it, it comes upon you sometime and, and you have no clue, but it's important also to be able to say, I think I'm to the point where I need some professional help Yeah, you know, because I'm just not moving through like I should. I'm just too tired to walk or I'm too tired to work out or I'm too tired to have friends over. Mm-hmm. That's not healthy. Yeah. That's not healthy. That's good. Mm-hmm. And being in tune with yourself and knowing that you need that help. Sometimes we don't want to admit that, you know? And it's so crazy that you said that. Yeah, Yeah. it's so it's so crazy you said that because I was like, man, I I remember the spouts of tiredness and just wanting to rest and just, you know, just give me my peace a little bit. But I'm so glad that I didn't allow myself to stay there. I did allow myself to get up and and keep it moving a little bit so that those are great points. Right, right. And that that structure in your day um, means a lot. Also, be sure that, you know, and you'll see this, you you know, after we go through these, you start paying attention to people that lose folks. Sometimes you'll notice where they were like impeccable dressers and hair groom, nails groom. Mm -hmm. They are not groomed at all. Yeah. And, you know, they don't even really want to leave the house. And so. You know, when you see somebody like that and that has totally changed, you know, we have to be friends to them and and try to help them or get them some help. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had a friend who who went through that here recently. Honestly, his mother passed like in January and it was really, really hard for him to cope with that. Um, She passed from um, lupus, a long struggle with um, lupus. And even though he knew that it was, you know, coming, that was one of the things. And after she passed, he didn't want to cut his hair. He's bald and he didn't wow. want to shave his okay. beard. And also that I completely understand. And I had to like have that conversation with him about, hey, you know, let's let's get back on. Let's get yourself back together. Let's 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 shave your head. And, you know, just trying to encourage him, not fussing at him, but just, you know, trying to give that positive love and, and getting him back into an, a routine of, of grooming himself like he had before. I agree. We do have to be there for our loved ones or those those friends that are going through those um 
those roller coasters themselves. Right, right. And one of the last, well, two of the last things I'll say about this is just a list of activities, daily activities, mm-hmm. while you're grieving, because we forget a lot. Mm-hmm. And forgiveness is so common because we are grieving and we have so many other things on our mind. And I've seen people with a photographic memory, but as they go through the grief process, they can't remember anything. Yeah. And so because we're so forgetful, it's incredibly important to remind ourselves we shouldn't make any major decisions or changes in home or job right after we're bereaved, which means right after we're grieving. Mm. We, we need to be you know, aware of that, not to do that. That's really good. Well, these are great steps to take. And um, so, you know, as you know, I have children of my own, my twin boys, and, and they process through the grief as well. And um, they had some spouts and things of that nature. Do you have any tips that you can kind of give us as far as how to help grieving children? You know what I do, and I'll, I'll share those. Um, first and foremost, we just need to remember while we're grieving, we still have responsibility and we still have children mm. that are grieving as well. And they grieve in a lot of different ways. And we need to come up with some type of, of support system. We just need to be cognizant that we've got to support them and come up with some regular routines and let them know I'm here for you and I love you because oftentimes when, when someone, when there's a loss, especially if it's a parent, they worry constantly about the fact, am I going to lose you next? I yeah. mean, that's a huge in their mind. So we've got to let them know. I mean, I can't tell you when, but we have to be honest and share the information and let them know, you know, I love you and I'm going to be here for you. Um, another tip for children, this is, I think this is so important, mm. is that we're watching that we listen. Mm. Because a lot of times they're sharing with you things, and because you're grieving and you really aren't paying attention, they pick that up right away. They yeah. really, really pick that up right away. So we need to let them talk. We need to listen and let them ask questions about what happened and not be afraid to be transparent with them. That's really good. Cause I know sometimes even as we're adults, we're processing through, sometimes we want to, you know, shut them down or shut them out and not really be present with them to be able to Mm -hmm. hear because we're in our own grief, you know? So those are, that's a really good point. Yeah. And we have to recognize too that even though they may be little people, you know, they're grieving too. Yeah. And it's normal for them to feel all kinds of emotions. And, you know, they may be sad one minute and then like we are angry sometime and frustrated and they may be afraid. Right. And that's really, really normal for them to move in and out of these grief reactions. Um, But we have to make sure also because children... I will say this, they can be a little bit manipulative too because they see what we're going through. Yeah. We have to make sure that we not let them act out or have bad behavior because they see what we're going through. Yeah. And sometimes they may take a little advantage of it, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. we just got to be open and cognizant of that as well. Exactly. Exactly. Um. I think also a couple more things. They'll often use their pain as an excuse Mm. for that behavior. So that's why I said that we just have to be 
very, very aware. And while we may be tired and not want to deal with them, Mm. we cannot allow that to happen. They have to be accountable for choices they make, even through this process. That's really good. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Just, you know, remind them again that they're loved and, you know, giving them a sense of safety in their new normal. Yeah, yeah that's that's good. That's a good one because it's a new normal for them right now. Absolutely. So just, yeah. Giving them a sense of safety and letting them know I am here for you. Mm, that's and good. And, you know, any family traditions, I'm really huge in the family traditions because my mother was. I mean, my mother celebrated everything and made you <laughs> feel so very special. Aww. And so, you know, even if we could just do a couple of things where it becomes a tradition um, with the family, even to the point of taking them down the volunteers so they could see, you know, there's families that are really struggling. You know, we're going through this, but boy, <laughs> there's people that are going through a lot worse. And, you know, we can take them and and introduce them to families that are going through so that they can understand how blessed they are. That's really good. Making them understand and realize, you know, how God has really kept them even through what they thought might have been a bad situation, but God still always keeps us. And and just showing them that is is always great. Absolutely. Yep. Great, Mm -hmm. great, great, great. Well, these are some great points. I really appreciate this opportunity and you just coming in and just, you know, going through what grief is and how we can kind of process through our feelings and our emotions. Was there anything additional that you wanted to speak on? One last thing I want to want to make your, your audience aware of is make sure that you're not suppressing your emotions. And Mm. what I mean by that is we can, you know, get to the point where we're not even acknowledging what we feel. Wow. So we're not acting, we're acting in a very unhealthy way. And we need to be aware of the emotions that we're feeling, because if we suppress them, they what I call leak out some other kind of way, i.e., if I suppress my emotions, if say I'm married and my husband says something to me and I'm just having one of those days or I'm having a moment, those emotions are going to leak out on him. Right, right. <laughs> and, it's, and it's just not going to be pretty, so... We have to be aware of what we're feeling. We can even write, you know, I, I write a lot still, mm. but we can even keep a, you know, keep a book with us and, and just write, write what you're feeling and, and kind of try to stay in tune with who you are and what you're feeling so that you can move forward. That's really good. And maybe that, that could be something like maybe their, um, their grief journal, if they have to have something of that, you know what I mean? Perfect. That's perfect. My yeah. grief journal. That's and then you can also look back and see how you're progressing as well. That is great. Yeah, that's true. And with that, you think that would be something good for even children to do if they did a grief journal or something? Absolutely. I do. Yeah. I do. They can draw pictures. I mean, you can write, you can draw pictures, you can do timelines, you can cut out pictures, you can do all kinds of things. Yeah. And that's just really getting your thoughts and your emotions out of you and not having to attack somebody in a safe, healthy way. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Well, thank you so much for this. Like, I feel better because I talked about a lot of things. I'm even going back in my mindset like, okay, girl, did you do some of this stuff? Did you did you tackle some of these things? Are you are you doing this in a healthy way? Are you lashing out? You eating? I know I'm definitely eating. That's 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 something I love to do. Um, well, you but look great. you look fabulous. 
fabulous. Oh, well, thank you so much. But I, yeah, girl, I love to eat. Definitely the, my ice cream. I've been telling people I might need to do a little thing for Magnum ice cream because that's my, that's my thing right there. Eating on some Magnum ice cream. But I also wanted to talk about, before I let you go, you did write a book called Wind of God Blow, Break Every Chain by Paula Ennis. And that's I-N-N-I-S-S. And we can find this, and I'll make sure that I put this in with the the caption of, of this episode. But you can order her book at org slash resources dot h t m l okay and i'll again i'll make sure that i put this information in the comment section and then once you go to that website you go to resources am i correct elder paula yeah actually you can just do the www.paulainnis.org ministries.org and when they get into the website they can just go on the left and and go into resources Perfect. If they want to order the book. And this is really, you'll, there, there are prayers in there. One is called, I named it Death Must Die, because I had three friends that were um, going through stage four cancer. Wow. And I was at an event at a graduation, and all three of them were there, and it was the saddest thing. Mm. And we took them in, and we prayed over them, and I was led to write that prayer, Death Must Die. Wow. And so this book, everyone that's listening in, it is a book of prayers that she has written, and it hits on so many topics that we all go through. So this is a great resource for, you know, anytime that you need that encouragement. Or that, that tug from God. This is a book that you can always go through and pull out and read over and read these prayers to help you process through those different topics or uh, activities that you may be going through at this time. So I thank you again, Elder Paula, so much for being a part and, and taking in the opportunity to just sit and talk with me about grief and, and processing through and what steps we can take to make sure that we're doing this in a healthy way. So thank you again. I appreciate your time. I absolutely love you. Love you, love you, love you. I love you too. And I appreciate you asking me to be on your show. And my prayer is that, you know, some of the things I've talked about will help People, help set people free, loose shackles and chains and fetters and scales and so that they can walk in freedom and, and start walking in more joy. Absolutely. And that's exactly what this podcast is about, just, the, just expressing that, that there's life after that. You know what I mean? We're continuing right. to live in God and that we are still to be encouraged because there's a life and a, and a destiny that God has for us even after a loss of a loved one or a, a relationship or maybe even a job, as you mentioned before, we still have to progress and move on. So thank you again. I appreciate you. Thank you for everyone who's listening in on today. And just remember, you can listen to me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can find me on YouTube and all of the other um, channels. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, like, comment, and share. And I look forward to talking to you guys again. Thank you again. And remember... God loves you. Thank you for listening in today. I appreciate you taking this journey with me. I don't want you to miss out on any of my amazing transformation experience. So don't forget to visit my social media outlets to have the most up-to-date information on Almost a Wife, but it's still possible. Make your day amazing. And remember, God loves you.